This is Kanzen Shu, the podcast, episode 479 for the week of March 22nd, 2020. Hey there. Uh, welcome back to Kanzen Shu, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Kanzen Shu, we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Occasionally. Last episode was September. It's currently March. Whoops. <laughs> I told you many, many times that we work on extremely long project management timelines. And, uh, whoops. <laughs> Man, a lot has uh, gotten away from us over the last few months. And uh, those those resources, those priorities have been assigned elsewhere. And you're going to hear a little bit about that here on this podcast episode. Again, I welcome you back. My name is Mike. You may see me around as Vegito EX. Uh, uh, theoretically, I'm the host, the producer of this podcast. Uh, I, once, I once had that job. I guess. <laughs> think I continue to have that job. I'm not going to beat around the bush because uh, what you're going to hear this episode basically tells you what the hell have we been doing for months and months on end. I'm going to speak with three folks on this year episode. We're going to hear from more in the coming weeks. Uh, first up, you're going to hear Heath Hugio, one of the co-administrators. Uh, we assign ourselves fake titles here. Uh, Heath is going to chat with me about some of the stuff that he's done on the website proper itself. Uh, stuff like the relaunch, the, the recombining and the new information and the animation production guide there on Konzenju. We're going to talk about website stuff for a little bit. And then you're going to hear from two of our wiki editors. Therese is going to join us for the first time on the podcast, talk about some of the stuff uh, she's been working on and overseeing and coordinating on our wiki. And then joining us after that, uh, Ken, you may see him around as Detective X, also going to join us, chat about what he has been working on on the wiki. I guess I'll just say up front, we still don't have a launch, whether that's a soft or a hard launch. What does a soft launch even mean in this kind of a context? Is it just that we put it up and don't tell anyone? <laughs> we don't know. But we are going to tell you like, all right, you guys just keep talking about this and there's nothing to show for it. So does this exist? Who cares if it exists? If we can't see it, who truly cares? Well, hopefully you, dear listener, will care by the time you are done hearing what everyone has to say about it. I'm going to chat with everyone about just what we've all been doing. So I just want to get right on into it, give you a little bit of a catch up on what's been up with Konzenshu for a few months. And then I'll join you on the flip side to talk a little bit about what I've been doing and what some of the upcoming plans for the uh, the website as a whole and the podcast are. So uh, we're going to go that order. I think we're going to do Heath, Therese, Ken, uh, join us for those chats coming in your ears right now. Hey stranger, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Good, sir. Uh, I'm good. Who are you again? I'm a guy that doesn't do anything. That's not true. You know that's not our, true. With our website. You know that's anymore. not true. I just, I wait for the random email of, hey, Heath, I broke this thing. Can you fix it? Stop it. That's not true. That's totally true. Uh, Heath, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good overall. Yeah. Well, we were just talking. I don't know yeah. where this is going to go, but that's fine. Hey, so I'm chatting with people about... What the hell we've all been working on? We haven't had a podcast in forever. I heard that. I heard that through the grapevine, that you actually talk to people. I, yeah, yeah, I, I do that. Uh, apparently, they're taking my calls now. So I don't know what changed in the last few months. You, All right, so here's what we're going to talk about. Some website proper stuff, because in terms of 
non-wiki. It's really you, me, and Julian these days. Uh, and then there's tons of other people doing tons of other stuff on the wiki. So I figure... God you bless their souls. Can't even express my gratitude and my shock and awe. Uh, you and I can talk about what's going on on the website proper and then get mm-hmm. into some wiki stuff. Uh, big thing. Tell me about animation guide stuff. So... Long ago, and by long ago, I mean Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> I was going to say, you want to um, pull up a chair, get a drink for this one? Yes. Well, when the website first started, we had um, a production guide that we had put together to slowly track all of the random production credits for various episodes of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT. Right. It was all pretty straightforward. And then Dragon Ball Super happened. And kind of the same thing that we did over in the translations section of the site it was kind of like this really needs a revamp because it's really hard to track stuff down and unlike before where you could easily go through the credits or in my mind you could say for instance there was one animation supervisor for an episode of dragon ball z there was one director right nice and easy did the storyboard there was a limited number of key animators credited whether there were more uncredited or not but it was fairly easy to track through and easy to organize. And then Dragon Ball Super happened. And it, like, <laughs> and it was a disaster. It hit the fan <laughs> and there would be like 25 key animators with three, you know, animation supervisors and two storyboard artists and a director for each section. And it just became a jumbled mess. It was hard to keep track of. It was hard to keep the episode guide itself just updated because it, became so overwhelming jake bless his soul how he kept doing synopses i have no idea so it got to the point where we need to reevaluate how we're doing this um we have a production guide and we had the animation styles guide right at the same time and it was always kind of a match made in heaven like these two things were produced i guess or created at separate times in different eras yeah and in some talks with AJ, we both kind of agreed, yeah, this would probably be a good time to marry these two sections together, kind of create one all-encompassing animation production guide. And that's kind of where we kicked it off. And then I decided to step things up a bit farther and said, hey, well, let's really catalog everything. And then say I don't get an episode guide page done. I have a database in there that I can just throw credits into Mm -hmm. people can still go see them i can reference them other people can reference them and that's kind of where the ball kind of got rolling with that and i can't even remember it i think it was under development for almost three years i want to say it took a while to import everything get the database structure all put together uh, make sure everything links properly between sections because that is all done with scripting like I have nothing to do with that as far as us manually inserting all those links. Like, God bless PHP and jQuery because those saved our butts big time. And the, per, the animation production guide, the database section specifically, went in. I started creating that before we even did the revamp on the translation section. Mm, yeah. So a lot of like the search functionality and the filtering all actually came from the animation production guide. It just hadn't been fully completed yet and wasn't oh, got it yeah, yeah, yeah so sure. i stole a lot of that and moved it over there and and here we are today and i am so happy that it is done and yeah of course well after super was done but now we have super dragon ball heroes so 
Right. So every few Yay. weeks there's something new to add. And you picked up the slack for me on that because I was, I don't know, I was keeping up with the episode guides on those and it was easy and just one every mm-hmm. once in a while. Great. I got the synopsis. Uh, I got all the credits done. I was doing credits and you know, I was checking the name here, there with Julian, but even I was able to go through the credits on those episodes and even that got away from me. So the fact yeah. that you're at least able to take up the, the credits there. So give me more of a rundown. So there's this kind of combined version of these two previous guides we had on the website. So if you go to this new, in quotes, guide now, what's the kind of thing that you can do in that guide? So I decided to break it up into three main sections. Uh, The production information section, which largely just looks at the overall production process, the animation process itself with the different staff positions too, which have changed over the years. So animation has really adjusted how they produce episodes and movies um, as far as going from your standard traditional paper drawing to a more digital format, although all the key animation for the most part is still done with pencil and paper and it's just scanned and transitioned into a digital format for painting and animation. So we wanted to kind of separate that out and we had already previously reworked the animation process. So that more or less just got imported over. Um, Then we did a complete breakdown and a redo of explaining what the different production staff positions are, you know, what their responsibilities are, what they actually do, why, some productions have them and some don't. Uh, really introduce more of like the second key animator, which was never really a thing early on in Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, it was kind of used in GT, but sparingly. It's more of a modern technique of really refining things. Um, and then we did a animation quality kind of breakdown. And a lot of that came from AJ having some conversations with him back and forth. I ended up writing the whole thing, but it was uh, <laughs> it was well worth the while, I think. Was that there, a jab? I can't really, really tell. Um, you can ask him. Okay. That was No, it was he would provide the reference and then he gave me um, a script he had written for a presentation he gave at a con Got it. and said, "Here, maybe use this kind of as, as a backbone. Sorry, my writing is terrible." And then I reworked it. And and that that's what we came up with. And I think it came together very well. I like the references we have in there, the things that you can actually see why you would say something about one thing but not about the other and and things like that. What is bad animation? What's the difference between that and bad artwork? Sure. Yeah. Um the difference between how something flows, is it fluid, is it rigid, kind of things like that. So more of a artist's background, which AJ really brought to the table on that one. And then kind of like we previously discussed, the next section was databases and catalogs. The staff database covers pretty much every series to date. Um, It's up to date through Super Dragon Ball Heroes episode 21 or episode one of the new arc that they started. And then a supervisor catalog, which AJ and I have not totally figured out what's going to happen with it. Yet, this is more of the import from the animation styles guide that Mm -hmm. we used to have on the site. Sure. But a lot of it, to my fault, was not written the way we want it. So we were going to rework how we do more of the individual studio and animator pages. Yeah, yeah. And again, this was written before Super was really happening, hot and heavy, and Super complicated the hell out of this section. 
So if you scroll through it at the bottom where we break down animators, it was all nice for Dragon Ball and Z and GT. And then you get to Dragon Ball Super where there are so many animation supervisors, it's not even funny. Yeah. And we're like, how the hell are we going to cover all this? So that's kind of where we're sitting right now. So that section is still kind of in limbo. The main page, I think, is fantastic again. I think it really lays everything out, um, explains a lot of things that were happening in Dragon Ball Super. But also, really, I think for the first time, for a lot of fans, break down how studios were used, how they were called in, which studios worked on which sections of the series, and how it was kind of an ebb and flow of bringing certain studios in when they were needed, or that uh, there were a lot of times, I can't remember off the top, top of my head which studio it was, but the only reason that they worked on Dragon Ball Z for three or so episodes was because Toei had already retained them, and they were working on doc- uh, one of the Dr. Slump movies at the time. So it just happened that they were there, so they used them, and that was the only time that they ever worked on Dragon Ball. <laughs> so, yeah. you know... Some of that stuff is is kind of neat to go back and take a look at that. And then the last section is what I like to call mini guides. We've never, I don't know, tidbits, I know. random little <laughs> things that are strewn across the site and we never know what to do with them. I've started kind of incorporating them into larger guides. I don't know if we want to throw a link in like the tidbits or I know features, that's but. the kind of thing people are like how do I use Konzenshu and I'm like well it's a website so you click around and find things it's like all right but how do I yeah. find this thing like all right that's a legitimately good question I don't actually know how you would if you didn't mm-hmm. know like the structure of guides how you would find that so that's something that yeah. we we constantly struggle with on the site is how yeah. do you find something like oh all right I want to find Toriyama's designs that he did for the TV series and the movies well that's a subsection of this animation section guide now right which used to be in the production guide which the um breakdown for dragon ball kaiser mastering is also one of these mini guides that came over from the production guide sure and then i i wrote basically an all new just general credits overview section which i had a ton of fun doing um it breaks down the japanese name structure and why so many times we actually screw up Japanese names yeah, <laughs> because they, they're not documented any anywhere with the uh, furry Ghana. I was going to say, I remember a fairly recent time when we thought the man's name was now Yoshi Yamamuro. Yeah. Th- that's, that's recent <laughs> that we knew ever until all of a sudden, you know, a random interview comes out and they actually provide the pronunciation right with the kanji. And you're like, Oh, so we've been calling this guy by the wrong name for like 20 years. Cool. <laughs> and then also I have 50,000 pages on a website to go update. So <laughs> right. that's fun. And that's that's what really helps when you start database-izing things. Yes. <laughs> it starts pulling over just the same data. And I can honestly tell you how many times when I was going through by hand compiling the database and doing all the searches and comparing credits from across the site so I could compile it all. How many different spellings of certain names I actually came across. And so I was able, <laughs> even on our own site, creating this database, correcting these and making everything as uniform as possible across everything. I would even go to that specific page, per se, in the episode guide, and I would update it in there so that it would all match. Yeah. So it really also gave me a broad stroke to go through everything and unify as many of the names as possible. I'm sure there are some that kind of sneak through the crack, but. 
it's the way it is when you're documenting 50,000 people. So <laughs> I know, it's crazy. I think the last part of that page was basically breaking down the credit structure, which is actually pretty simple. I think some people think, uh, maybe not think, but they overcomplicate it a little bit. But your opening credit structure, series structures, you have ending credit structure, which is specific to that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, movies are a little different. I know more recent anime have kind of gone away from that i know for a while the big trend was we'll have a giant opening sequence and then when the episode ends it's just the next episode preview episode's done and they completely cut out the ending credits by incorporating them into the opening Mm, it's a good section go check it out there's a lot of stuff in there (laughs) it is i i mean it's pretty jam-packed i think a lot of our guides anymore have really just become um the the density of information is it's all there yeah. And it's heavy. The nice thing is people like it. I mean, the the page views on those, the numbers don't lie. I mean, people love these sections, so we're always happy to work on them. Uh, in terms of other regular website stuff, I don't know how much there is. Uh, you know, we're just working on things behind the scenes, usually. Yeah, I've been jumping around between a few things, between Dragon Ball Super manga. Yeah. Kind of keeping up with that. I know you've been jumping over there every once in a while uh dragon or super dragon ball heroes just finally got that updated again i've slowly very slowly been working on dragon ball super episode pages Mm -hmm. which will be up at some point i've gotten a fair chunk done of that actually nice (laughs) just need to uh make things live and the other um, the movie guide was the other oh right right. focusing on for a while if people will ever get back to me on certain sections but don't know what you're talking about. Uh, all right. Not either. So uh, tell me about the wiki a little bit. Uh, so I would say over the last year or maybe even two, your role in the wiki has been less on the actually writing full pages, um, more technical directing, you know, working on the mm-hmm. uh, templates and anything we need in that area, offering advice, thoughts, just kind of helping coordinate things while everyone else is doing, um, you know, the nitty gritty writing. Um, is there anything that you have worked on? And then I guess more broadly than that, uh, what are some of the cool things you've seen that people are working on that you're excited for people to check out? Uh, yeah, so my role kind of transitioned. I know when I when we first started, I think there were only five of us who were really kind of working on it. So I was actually doing more page productions, but a lot of that was more even as a test run of, hey, these templates I made and yeah. this uh, background structure, is it actually functional? Yeah, like how does this and, even work? Will this yeah. work? Yeah, so I'm going to make a page just to test it out, and then I would end up making a bunch of pages. And since then, I have kind of more transitioned into technical help, making templates, uh, adding some functionality when Therese needs it. So it's been really fun, and and I, I mean this wholeheartedly, to watch what some people have been working on and what they've been doing the angels section a lot of more of the uh, recent dragon ball super sections where people have been deep diving into characters into angels into uh just the god hierarchy has been mind-blowing because there's half that stuff that i never would have pulled that in and and the references um specifically like therese and aj what they've been pulling in that's it's been phenomenal to see a lot of that especially all come together and then also be witness to following people as they discuss it and seeing it and uh, helping each other out. That's been really fun to watch. So hopefully we can get a lot more sections live. I know you've been previewing a lot, throwing some out there. I think there are some good ones 
that are coming up that we were planning on sharing. Yeah, yeah. It's so. been a while since we shared any pages, but there are some that I think are, are very close to being ready. I'm very excited to share them. You know, something that I, I've mentioned to all the wiki folks, but Heath, honestly, when when you and I met and then we decided, the the four of us, to merge into Konzenshu in 2012, I was like, this is it. This is going to be my last group of Dragon Ball friends. Like, you know, we're done. Yeah. This is the, <laughs> we're in the end game at this point. I truly thought there was nothing else on the horizon. Even when Battle of Gods came out, it was like, all right, this is a new thing, but you know, it's just us. That's it. I think, we, I don't know if we've joked about it specifically on the podcast, but we legitimately had discussions, I think you and I more, yeah. of, hey, we're going to merge all this stuff, we'll port everything over, it's one website, and then we're going to kick back and put our feet up, and hey, we're done, you know, cake, easy, let's retire, where's the retirement home, you know, do they have cases of beer, <laughs> and then here we are, and it's like, I know, personally, I'm super busy between my family and life and work, but I'm still having so much fun and all the new people. It's just, it's very energizing. It is. Which is good. You know, that's, that's how you stay doing what you love to do. I'm enjoying it more, more so I guess from a parental perspective of just watching (laughs) everyone like, Oh, look, they did that thing. That's so cool. I wish I could do that. I miss that. Absolutely. Okay, now I gotta go change a diaper. You know? <laughs> it's true though. I mean, I really do think we all feed off each other, and one excitement um, births another excitement somewhere else, and a new discovery, and that leads to something else. It's it's really fun. I honestly do think that the the work we do and the conversations we have uh, are some of the best Dragon Ball conversations that exist on the internet, and no one else is privy to them at the moment. I know. <laughs> so I I hope to change a lot about that in the future, but um, I'm really excited. And I'm I'm glad you're excited to continue watching as it all as it all goes on. I don't know. And it helps because now we can steal a lot of things and put them on the website. Exactly. In 20 years. So yeah, I just I follow people around and make very minor edits, and then I get called out for them <laughs> later of like, hey, what'd you do? Oh, I I cleaned up your scan because I'm anal. I know (laughs) you and I do a lot of that. It's like, I'm going to, you know, adjust that and do the levels. And, oh, I actually scanned that. We don't need that version. Because, I mean, we really do. Everything on there should be and for the most part is. It's our original material. We're the ones scanning it. We're taking the captures. We're Mm -hmm. buying. I'm going to hopefully talk about this with Julian a little bit. We're buying the actual things so we can, you know, do the first hand investigation and you know fact checking all that jazz uh that's yep. that's important to us we want to because we're like make sure super nerds or something final words what you got final words i mean i think the best is still yet to come for us which i don't know if i would have said that 10 years ago I know, right but i'm just excited to where this goes and when the wiki finally goes live i i hope everybody enjoys it because it's it's been agony but a very fun fulfilling agony yeah of getting this done hold on hold on you, you say the word done i think we got to set expectations though because it's not like we're gonna oh, launch it, will it and, never then, be done. and then every yep. attack will have a page every character will have a page and it'll all be done like that's that's not what we're gonna have for you right away <laughs> well and it's also i think we have to set the expectation just like the website in my mind will never be done there will always be something to absolutely add. yeah and especially as new content from toriyama and toyotaro actually come out then we have to change everything and expand it and adjust. <laughs> and so no. it's, uh, we'll be gone for quite a while. And with all the new friends I've made, it 
it that makes it just all the more sweeter. Absolutely. And I random Saturday Saturday night conversations about just the most random life things that have nothing to do with Dragon Ball. And some of those are very rewarding. Yeah. And I enjoy them. So totally agree. All right, man. I'm gonna let you go because we got crazy times ahead of us. <laughs> we do. And my children are home. watching Frozen Two upstairs. Uh-huh. So I I've been beckoned. Well, you have a good one. We'll of course be in touch and uh you know, let's let's get it on the mic a little more often, huh? I think I might have some more free time coming up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. So first time on the show, I'm <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Therese, welcome. Uh, good to be here, I guess. So, uh, Wiki's chugging along, right? We're, we're all done. We're ready to go. Launch, it's coming up. Done, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> we are bogged down in just the smallest of most unbelievably trivial details, and it's a lot of fun. It is super fun. So, I, what I'm theoretically doing, and this is the first one I'm recording, so I have no idea how others are going to go, I'm, I'm checking in with folks, seeing like, all right, Consensu hasn't had a podcast in forever. Yeah, there's been a little news here and there. What the hell are they all doing? Like, I, I think people know that Consensu isn't anyone's actual job. This is all a, a hobby thing we do in our spare time. Right. And by spare time, <laughs> by spare time, we mean uh, actually all day long. But there's a lot going on. And I, you know, just want to check in. I I know because I have secret access to see everything, but I think people are really excited to to hear what's going on. And uh, a lot of the stuff you've been doing is kind of laying groundwork for other things. Uh, and then that transitions to like another major project, which transitions then to another major project. So why don't you get me started first with Sumitomo? Uh, how did that get started? What does that actually consist of right now and how insane and uh, satisfying is it? Yeah, well, music is kind of like my life's obsession. Uh, that's what I went to school for. Uh, I've played piano since I was able to climb up on the piano bench. It's basically my whole life. But up until now, I haven't really done a whole lot of work on music stuff for the wiki. And Sumitomo is my favorite Dragon Ball composer. I love all of them. I don't two sides in the Kikuchi versus Falconer debate. I like both. I like everything. I love music. Get this centrist so, bullshit off my show. Come on. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because in classical music, I'm totally different. I listen to Chopin and Bach and that's it. I don't care about any other composers. Oh, that's so funny. Just those two. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like totally not that person when it comes to like, you know, the stuff that I've actually studied in the past. But when it comes to Dragon Ball, I love everybody. But Sumitomo, he's, he's recent, he's on my mind, um, and he's also my favorite. So uh, what I was doing is making episode pages for Dragon Ball Super, and I kind of tried to branch off of that and do all of the characters that were introduced in Dragon Ball Super, especially the Tournament of, of, of Power characters, and all of their techniques and universe pages and everything that stems off of that. Actually, I'm trying to remember how I got into the music (laughs) recently, and I don't remember. I don't remember. It was something that led me to that. But you know how it goes. You're just working on something. You're like, oh, my God, I got to do this. Yeah. You know? Well, 
So you were working on all the super stuff, but then at the same time, you're also doing Kai, the final chapters, which I know a lot of people are upset. I don't know if that's the right word, but we don't have a, a full guide to the final chapters on the website proper. That was always like a, a low priority project for, for Heath and I. Yeah. Um, but you wanted to it have was it on actually the It was actually the first thing I did when I started working on the wiki. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah. That was the first thing I did. I was like... Well, you guys only have guides for the Japanese version. And so everybody goes and looks for a Kai episode number. And it's like totally not the right episode, you know, because (laughs) it's just so confusing with only the Japanese version in the guides and everybody else in the world. Not just, you know, (laughs) know. not just us for a change. Everybody else has the final chapters. So that was the first thing I did. I started making pages for the final chapters. I'm calling it Dragon Ball Z Kai pages sure. instead of Dragon Ball Kai pages. Right. And that's such a subtle difference. I just always worry that people are not going to get it and still end up on the wrong page. I know. We got to bring back some flashing banners, I think, on all these pages. <laughs> yeah. So that was the first thing I did on the wiki. And then I went to Dragon Ball Super and got off into that for a really long time. And then Broly came out and I started working on Broly Page and got really into the music for that. Oh, I remember what got me back into the music now. Uh, Dr. Papa de Bomba is a Latin American uh, YouTuber who is also really into Sumitomo and he's been contacting him. And oh, Sumitomo right. sent him a draft version of Broly's Rage and Sorrow from the Broly movie. Which is really awesome. And I got so into it. And I was just going to do the Broly soundtrack. I was like, I'm going to limit myself to this. But then this is something that I already knew. But when I got into working on it, I realized I needed to start with Resurrection F Mm -hmm. because the Frieza themes in the Broly movie originate in Resurrection F. So I got into working on Resurrection F, and then I realized that some of those tracks were reused from earlier things, like Battle of Gods, and then that parallels to the Kai soundtrack, and then I got into the Kai soundtrack, and I was like, oh my goodness, I gotta do it all. (laughs) So... Tyson, uh, also known as T. Hallams, had started a catalog of the episode scene-by-scene usages of the Sumitomo tracks in Super. And he did, I think, about 40 episodes of Super and then got busy with other stuff and kind of left it to the side. So I finished a Super catalog and I went back and did Kai, too, because a lot of the music between Kai and Super is the same. Right. All right, so define this for me. So when we talk about catalogs, we actually have uh, a, a fair number of, you see those M numbers for Kikuchi's score. Uh, right. Those are actual numbers that the production side uses when doing the placement and cataloging where songs happened, uh, where they were in um, you know, chronologically in production. Uh, that doesn't exist for Sumitomo's score as far as we know. It does. We actually do know that it exists because on his blog, oh, the staff blog, okay. uh, there's one place where they talk about, we start recording from M1 and we go to the end. Oh, so okay. They use, so they have one. Yes, they have the catalog, but we don't have it. <laughs> and <laughs> So it's like I can try to get Sumitomo to maybe share his catalog with us, which he might do or he might not do. And then I... I 
I want to know like all the track titles for the tracks that never got released and everything like that. But if he doesn't give us his catalog, then in order to keep everything straight, we have to make our own. Right. And this is something that is done with pretty much every classical composer in the history of written music. Because some of them keep their own catalogs, but even when they do keep their own catalogs, there are often gaps in those catalogs, like tracks that don't have a number. Um, sure. And in order di- to differentiate that piece from another one, uh, you have to make your own catalog and fit everything into it. So that's what I'm doing with Sumitomo, and I'm doing it basically chronological by scene. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't care what date it was released, you know, um, like the introduction to the recap of the extended version of Battle of Gods um, is the very first track in the catalog, even though it broadcasts later than the movie sure. in the theaters mm-hmm. did. Yeah, like scene-wise, that's the first track. So I do it in order for Battle of Gods, and all of those have a prefix of one, and then I move on to Kai, and we have a prefix of two, and I start scene-wise at the beginning with those, and then go through Resurrection F, then Super, and then Broly. Got it. And I'll be done. Very nice. (laughs) And so what this really will then allow us to do is then on each of those individual pages, whether it be a movie or whether it be a random Kai episode or random super episode, like you said, have that scene by scene breakdown of here are all the pieces of background music that played in this episode. And while we maybe have a title for some of them, you know, we did get two volumes of the super soundtrack. We did get uh, a very abbreviated final chapters, digital only soundtrack release in France. Uh, right. There, but some for Kai stuff. especially, yeah, there are so many unreleased tracks that just don't have official names or numbers. Right. So on the wiki, we will be referring to those by our in-house catalog that we are making. Right. And then so, where applicable, we can, of course, list uh, the official titles or anything like that. But it, right, it just absolutely. makes it easier or even possible to <laughs> refer back and forth to exactly. things that otherwise you'd, you'd be like, um, intro, you'd make up a title. And maybe that is reminiscent of what Kenny Sue, Kenny Sue 3000 had to do as he was doing uh, his Kikuchi and beyond kind of documentation project. He had his own personal right. site for uh, where he would make up, uh, you know, I got to call this something. So I'm going to call this blah, blah, blah. And that ended up right. in some cases that ended up taking on the air of of an official name when it was never intended to necessarily be that. Uh, so I really do think right. a, a catalog helps get around that by making it clear like yeah. this, this is a unique piece and it maybe it has a title, but this is the designation for it. Right. And fans do come up with their own titles for these. Oh, sure. Really Sumitomo tracks. But sometimes, you know, you have one fan that rips it over here and gives it this title. Then you have another fan over there that rips it and gives it a different title. So you've got, you know, two or three or even more competing titles for the same track on YouTube. And how do you even find these? Like, you can't Google, you know, Sumitomo unreleased track for X episode, you know. You just... You Google Sumitomo unreleased and see what comes up, you know, right. and who knows what you're going to get. Uh, so we have to have some kind of, you know, central organizing catalog to keep everything straight for the wiki. And I hope that other people will find it 
you know, useful too, as far as referring to tracks in an objective way. But for the main purpose, my main purpose is for the wiki, just to keep everything straight there. Got it. So yes, we have tables on every episode page, uh, like Kenisu, doing scene by scene. And then each track has its own page where it's going to have a table with a list of every place that it's being used. Uh, how it was chopped up for that particular usage, you know, and a little thumbnail screenshot uh, to show you the setting for where it was used. And not just that, but because this is your area of expertise, uh, you know, for the most part, we try to keep the wiki, I don't know, in quotes, objective, but you can actually do a little bit of musical analysis on these pages and tell us like, all right, here's what the composition does. Traditionally, this is meant to evoke this kind of feeling or this kind of mood. Yeah, and I'm not even really getting into that very much at all, like what it's meant to evoke. You know, I usually just describe what is happening objectively in the piece, you know, um, in terms of music theory. And sometimes just when it comes to how you describe something, you can get into subjective stuff. Like, how do I describe this E major chord that ends the B section and it goes back to D minor, which makes kind of no sense from a, uh, <laughs> from a traditional perspective. You know, how do I describe this? There's just, there's a bit of subjectivity there, but for the most part, I don't try to say what emotions it's trying to evoke, okay. except when I'm trying to contrast something like, for example, like I said, the recap of Battle of Gods earlier, uh, was the first piece in our catalog. That recap has two kind of distinct sections mm-hmm. um, and they're connected by a transition. So it's all one piece, but uh, the uh, first part is used for the recap in the early episodes of uh, Dragon Ball Kai in the Japanese version only, not in the international version. And then when the tension starts to pick up in Kai, you know, they get into the Majin Buu stuff. The second part of that recap track is used for the Kai recaps instead because it's in a minor key. It's a little bit faster. It's kind of, you know, it notches up the tension for the show a little bit. And they use that all the way until after Boo is defeated. Then they go back to the first part of the track, which is more of a kind of heroic theme. And I use that word heroic to describe that part. And I really hate doing it, you know, because it's subjective, but it's just to contrast that to the other part of the piece. How about anything else in the wiki? What what do you find that is uh, fun to work on or that you see other folks are working on that's exciting to begin on? Uh, what gets you out of bed every day? Um... You know, it's kind of hard to, I try not to think too much when I'm working on one thing about the other things that I've gotten sidetracked by. Oh, I know. (laughs) For one thing, it's kind of depressing because it reminds me how much work we still have to do. And it's also distracting from what I'm doing. (laughs) But I do want to get the Angels, uh, Kaioshin, and Gods of Destruction pages ready to go because those are kind of fun to work on so that we can make those public. So I've been kind of tinkering with those a little bit lately uh, to try to get them good to go. And then like Joe is working on his pages, like he's going through movies and specials and stuff like that, making pages for him. And right now he's working on uh, plan to eradicate. And he asked earlier if anybody could read the text 
on this billboard that's in the middle of a city that has the turtle <laughs> hermit on it. Yeah, I saw this. <laughs> and I had to zoom up on it really, really close. And it's like in this really, really faint white text, but I could read it and it says puff puff on it. <laughs> I love that. It's like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I get distracted by whatever he's working on. You know, I love that. He asks questions <laughs> about it. <laughs> but yeah, I love how helpful our uh, Japanese fluent people are. You know, we can ask questions and they kind of pile up and pile up. But usually there's always somebody willing to come in and answer, help us read something, give us a good translation of something for the wiki. Yeah. So I really appreciate those guys. I don't know how we would even quantify, but there's actually a lot of original translation work going on for the wiki, whether it's you know something from a guidebook or a program or a video game, you know, some random bio somewhere. Uh, yeah. It's really great. And as opposed to something like a raw translation page on the website, which I love those, and those are very helpful. These are also the kind of things where like, all right, here's the bio for this character. Here are the three books and the three exact pages that that piece of text comes from. Uh, I think that's super helpful. Yeah, and we try to do that as much as possible. And that's one thing that I really got into when I was working on the super pages, because I was, you know, just for Reddit, having to keep up with all of the uh, little episode teasers that came out every week. Oh, right. Yeah, um, yeah. You have a full archive of all that stuff. Yeah, and Herms translated like 80 or 90 percent of it. It's <laughs> wild how much work he did for that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I had all this stuff lying around, you know, that I can use uh, for all of the super pages, all the interviews that people look for. Yeah. You know, where did, uh, you know, where did Shintani say that, you know, he wanted to see a uh, green haired Broly with his shirt off? Where do I find <laughs> that interview? You know, it's all going to be lined up everything in the right place. Yeah, so. it's great. You go to a super episode page and if there's a respective interview that has some kind of commentary about something happening in that episode, you'll have an excerpt from it and a link to the full thing. Uh, you got the full breakdown on the background music in the episode. Uh, all the the contradictory uh, animedia <laughs> previews for the episodes, uh, that's all listed yeah. and cited. It's great. It's so good. I even have the preview images that they gave us, you know, yeah. towards the end of Subaru. You know, we would get those little preview images before the episode came out and everybody would go crazy over them. Yep. So I have all the preview images. It's all there. <laughs> There's so much stuff. In a, in a little gallery, yeah, you can just flip through and see what was available to us before the episode came out. Nice. All right. All right. Here's a big question. When, okay. when are we launching? Uh, 2024. Yeah, that sounds fair. <laughs> That's my goal. Well, <laughs> realistically, though, like, what do you think we should have as the basis? We kind of always talked about, all right, we think every animated piece of something, whether it's an episode, a film, or something like that, and every manga chapter, those should have pages that are live because those form the basis for lots of other citations. Does that still make sense as now we're, you know, kind of years into working on this? Uh, as the basis for going live? To have all of those pages created. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's like kind of, kind of a good goal, but at the same time, it can get a little bit hairy because there's so much stuff that I want to do for all those pages. Right. Like the music tables, for example, and the variation section to talk about, you know, what's different. It's true. Between yeah. the anime and the manga, what's different between the anime and various dubs of the anime. 
you know, all that stuff that I want to do for every episode page. Like, right. It's going to take years to get that <laughs> well, stuff done. So, <laughs> and that's why, so we have to, that's why one of my yeah, goals draw a line. has been, you know, let's get a couple versions of this done and perfected. Like, uh, there should be a few super pages that have all of that done. And those can serve as right. the basis for whether it's yourself or probably be you or someone else moving forward <laughs> to use that as the, like the, perfect ultimate example of how do I make this page? Right. Like I've been doing that with video games where it's, all right, here's the super Butoden two page. This is my ideal of what I think a, a wiki page for a console game from this time should look like here. Are all the things it should include. I'm not doing super Butoden three. Someone else can go do that, but like here, are all the things I think you should use on that. Um, those are the kind of bases I want to have. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to do that. Um, but at the same time, you know, I get kind of, you know, even if we do go live with not all of the episode pages done, it's probably going to be me doing it <laughs> <laughs> as it goes on. You know, who knows how long it'll take. I think we all look at that uh, with some of those pages like, oh, yeah, it's great. We can you know, we'll eventually have more people work. No, no, I'll be doing this. It'll be me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I may be 20 years late, but I'm with you now. Excellent. I love it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that covers a lot. Uh, we're going to have you back on to talk more about all the different projects. Uh, you know, something I wanted to do and we started doing and then the podcast got away from me was all right, just checking with folks. What's a new cool thing you learned while you were working on these projects? But for at least right now, I think the the what about the projects is helpful to people. So thanks so much. Uh, final words for now. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's uh, good to be here, I guess. It's my first content shoe podcast. Awesome. All right. On to the next uh, subject, I guess. Also joining me for the first time here on the podcast, this is like my excuse to get people to come on the show for the first time. I really like this. Uh, Ken, formerly known as Detective X, also still occasionally known as Detective X. I don't know. That's how you still sign your artwork, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Longtime listener. Uh, first time caller. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I don't know what advice I have for you. Uh, stop. <laughs> get out now because <laughs> it only gets worse from here. Oh, man. I'm really glad to talk to you because you have been one of the the wiki backbones over this last year. Um, I actually don't remember when I first pulled you in. I was like, wow, he agreed. Oh, shit. This is great. <laughs> I think I was brought in because I own the Chosen shoe. Because there's only two people in, in the country that own them, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you were doing a lot of cool stuff on your own. Like you were transcribing things just for your own purposes. I was like, oh, you know, we could use that. And you're like, oh, yeah, you might as well use this. No problem. Then you just yeah. went down all these rabbit holes and it's just been great why don't you give me i don't know if it's possible a brief overview of some of the stuff you have been working on on the wiki sure uh, I mean, the bulk of what i have done has been in transcribing and uh kind of double <laughs> this is gonna sound crass but double checking a lot of the work herms has done already right um because he all of his translations were from the daizenshu right and so there's newer stuff than that. Um, some entries have new sentences in them. So it's really have to double back over a lot of things, yeah. um, like in the special attack dictionary and whatever. Um, so I've been doing that. I started doing some of the GT planet descriptions, you know, which wouldn't be in the Daisenshu. Then I moved on to the techniques and I was in techniques for like a year. Yeah. I think, uh, oof, a lot of work. And then I went to items for a little bit and I said, you know what? 
uh, I'm going to tackle the timeline. And uh, that's where I've been for the several months now, it feels like almost. So let's, I, I kind of want to go in order there. So planet descriptions, I mean, those are just a couple lines out of the Chosenchu and maybe you pull in an episode reference. Like that's pretty basic stuff. And that goes mm-hmm. along with, uh, it's going an expansion of the, the Cosmos Guide we were working on the site. There's a lot of stuff that Heath was doing that was originally mm-hmm. intended for the site. And then we're like, well, if we do all of this, it's never going to launch. So let's launch this. And then maybe we'll include this stuff on the wiki. And so we had a list of planets and that just continues to grow by month by month with super these days too. Uh, but then you started doing attacks. So tell me a little bit more about the attacks pages because we do have a couple individual attack pages, but you're more working on the, I guess, like the categories or the, the main listings of things. Right. So yeah, I'm not going too deep into the weeds on each different attack. So I'm not saying that was used in this episode or this episode. Those will be all for the individual pages. These are just kind of using the guidebooks as a starting point, um, kind of looking at those. What do those tell us? Do they match up with the source material? If they don't, cite it, put a note, and explain it. So they're just little chunks of information. Here's the just the basic outline and when it was first used, who uses it, a little picture, and then we just go from there. There's a certain writing style that I have found in this uh that is used in the guidebooks that when I try to make entries for like super techniques, like for instance, there's on the transformation page, I had to write a little blurb about Topo's God mode, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. Which, thank God for Dokkan giving us names for things. And uh, so you just have to source from the episode. But I try to make it still seem like this is something that would, this is maybe how it might read in a guidebook. Because they definitely do have, I've kind of dubbed you my Caramel Papa as opposed to the Caramel Mama. (laughs) (laughs) You very much have, I don't know, you've really absorbed not just their style, but almost their their line of thought sometimes. And then you, you question the questioning of the line of thought. It's really, really fun seeing you get in the weeds on that stuff. Yeah, I went too far on the timeline page, I think, of trying to figure out how Caramel Mama came up with some of that stuff. So uh, we talked about the the techniques, the transformations. So these are like the, the broad categories, but then there is an image and there is a citation for literally everything that we can come up with, whether it's um, in the guidebooks and then the stuff that's given a proper name, uh, for example, in Super. Uh, I feel like we're even getting into some of the game stuff here and there. You're, you're almost setting the basis for what will come down the road because we have to have a basis. I feel like if we made a page for Final Flash, all right, that's Mm -hmm. great, but would it have everything we need to have to then go on and create the Big Bang Attack page? And having this basis, it kind of gives us a guide of where we need to go from here. It's that, and it's also just finding house brand names for things. That's true, yeah, yeah. I think one time I asked you, well, what do I call this? And you're like, you decide. It's it's too much pressure. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, even when we fused into Konzenshu, we reevaluated the entire style guide for the site moving forward. Uh, And we've changed that even since Konzenshu. Uh, For example, we we changed our spellings of Bibbidi, Bobbidi, and Boo to incidentally match what Viz did, which is Mm -hmm. the way they spell them in Japanese is literally the exact same spellings as the official Japanese spellings for the song in Cinderella. So it should match the exact spelling. So I really do feel like we reevaluate everything almost 
to an absurd degree <laughs> when we start working on the wiki because something that you write totally affects what someone else is going to write. And it's not just that what Heath writes affects what I write. It's now that what you write affects what, you know, a dozen other people are going to write and see. And it's it's really something that becomes super ingrained as I work. I mean, there was a couple of weeks ago I asked you, I said, do we really have to call it Ultra Instinct? Is that what we're still going with? <laughs> right. Uh, I think we lost that one. But <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. So, oh, geez. All right. Tell me about the timeline a little bit. So we have the history of ever, which was the rough draft that Jake Herms put together on our forum, which we always intended to develop. And Heath actually did get extremely far into developing into a website proper version. And that just got away from us. Well, we were trying to do a million other things. It, it was just never going to happen that way. And so you really took up the mantle on this and said, all right, this is this is my thing. This is what I'm going to do. So you've already mentioned that, all right, you're you're going from the Chozenju now as a base for, for some of this stuff. Uh, what else are you incorporating? What are you doing? How are you double checking? I don't know. Like, what's your process for this? Because it's crazy. Well, so... <laughs> I jump around a lot. I think that helps keep me from going crazy. <laughs> Therese said the same thing. The timeline is inelegantly elegant. Yeah. There's a lot that just falls into place, and then there's a lot that is just so close to falling into place. Um, so, yeah, by all means, the history of Ever is the platonic form of everything that I'm working on. It's what I have open all the time, and thank God that Herms documented his sources for everything. So I can go back and I can double check the episode and check the chapter, and I don't have to go hunting for a lot of that stuff myself. Like uh, Piguero's birth year, <clears throat> and he said was mentioned in the episode, and it's there. Carmel Mama backs it up in the uh, Chozenshu and Zaizenshu. But then there's Super, right? And where do we put Resurrection F? What are the implications of Beerus's 39 years being asleep? How does this all fit in with Broly? It's a lot of arguing and trying to find out the best way to present the information without editorializing. Yeah. Being, especially in the case of Broly, right? Which in the timeline cannot match up with anything we've ever known before, or even the timeline kind of in place of the manga plus Jocko. It doesn't match up by like a good five or six years. And it's rather than saying like, well, this is what I think should fit and how it should fit. It's just saying it doesn't fit and leaving it there. So it's a lot of just what are we told exactly? In the episodes and in the manga, like in the, the new super manga, and whether that adds up or not, it's just say this is a contradiction and we just leave it there. I like that. Is that something that you know, people are very critical of, let's say, other documentation projects where you can't always necessarily tell uh, what is the raw information, what is the citation, the source for that information, and is that being editorialized or expanded on by someone? And who is that someone? You have no way of knowing that. Uh, and I think mm -hmm. you have been incredibly good about, I mean, your <laughs> your reference sections on all these pages is, they're perfect. They really are. They're also out of control. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. And I don't know if that's a detriment <laughs> to the page, <laughs> kind of, but it, it needs to be there. And it's, you know, sometimes I come to you and I'm like, well, why don't we have a, a guide for this kind of citation? Like, I'm I'm at the point now where I'm needing to cite Dr. Slump chapters. Yeah. And it's just, it, it never ends. You say, I 
was going down rabbit holes before, but the rabbit holes just keep turning into more rabbit holes and it's never ending. What is one of the craziest things you're trying to reconcile? Or I should say that you're not trying to reconcile, but you can see that maybe some of the uh, the production side of things tried to reconcile, didn't bother, didn't care. It's absolutely with Super and the amount of times that Shenlong is summoned and how that all lines up or doesn't line up with Bra's birth year in 780. That is the single most frustrating thing. Whether Broly not adding up, I don't care. That could just be a typo on the screen. But you have this evidence of Shenlong being summoned. We know there's a baked in one year or six months, which was four months originally. And technically it was nine months in between he was first summoned. Right. But you, there's just all these baked in issues that push the timeline further and further and further in the anime. But in the manga, you have instances where I don't know if it's one or two instances off the top of my head where Shenlong is not summoned. But the manga, you can fit Bra's birth year in 780 with the Tournament of Power quite nicely. But the anime is its totally own beat. Uh, it's, a, it's a beast. It's why I desire so badly to just have a new guidebook that just tells me which timeline to follow. <laughs> just tell me. Just tell me. Like, I don't care what the answer is, but just tell me. Yeah, be- because there are instances like with the uh, 22nd Tenkaichi Budokai where there is, it's across several days in the anime mm, and right. it's not in the manga. And in the guidebook timeline, it just totally ignores the anime. But it does include the episode before the tournament where Goku is with uh, Konkichi or something. Sure, sure. The little fox kid. Yeah, So yeah. it includes that, but just ignores the rest of the tournament. And it's, it's crazy. I just want answers. <laughs> well, you're in charge of them. So good luck with that. What about the rest of the wiki? What's something that other folks have worked on that you're like, oh, that's really cool. I never thought that I, you know, we would do that or I would see that or that could be done that way. It's a lot of the work that Therese has done on the Kaioshin pages. It's just pretty phenomenal just to have it all laid out like that. And really, I'm at the point now where instead of trying to search for information elsewhere, I just search what's already in the wiki and I can find it. That's really awesome. That the Yeah, and that the wiki is already at this point. And I know it's not public yet. And I know that kills people, but it is already at a point where it is super comprehensive. And I think just that alone is it's a feat to behold. So what kind of stuff would you be looking for? Is it like name spellings or um, episode information? It's a lot of episode information. Rather, so I have access to work and reference the manga wherever I am, but I don't have that necessarily with the anime. So I can just be like, well, I know if it happened in this chapter of the manga, it must have happened in one of these two episodes. And then I can just go straight to the episode description and see, look for the little blurb that says what happened. So I know where to list stuff to cite it for when it happened in the anime. What would you tell people (laughs) that have been looking forward to this, want to see it? Uh, What kind of expectations would you set for people? I would say set your expectations even higher. No, no, that's the wrong answer. No, No, it's it's, it's really not because it's such a well-presented, coherent, informational piece of content that we are all working on. And it just, we all love working on it and it shows in everything that we do. 
I don't disagree. I mean, I joke about it. I'm like, oh God, I'm like we're not going to even have a page for we got a power. Like it doesn't exist. You, you can't go look up Big Bang Attack. It's not there. We don't have anything. Oh God, there's all these new games and all these new characters. We're not going to have a page for you know the item that was on page five of the latest Super Dragon Ball Heroes whatever mission chapter. Oh God, it's not complete. That being said, we <laughs> the, oh, we is. have names for every video game Frieza soldier. So I think we're pretty good. <laughs> All right. That's fair enough. I'm having a lot of fun. And I mentioned this with Heath. Uh, and I don't want to say to you and to everyone else that has been working on this. I really thought when we merged into Consensu, that was 2012. And I had already known Heath and Jake for a little bit at that point, uh, working with them. They've been on the podcast for years. We merged. And I'm like, well, this is it. I'm done. I have done everything I want to do. The site's just going to coast. Even when Battle of Gods came out, we're like, that's fine. It's just a little thing. You know, we'll cover all this. And it was crazy for a <laughs> while, but whatever, we're done. I've met everyone I'm going to meet. I've met all of my Dragon Ball friends. And I am so, so happy to be proven wrong on that fact. I legitimately could not be happier with uh, the friendships that have been forged over this project. And that makes me excited for like you said, for people to see it, because I think you will see uh, and, and read the excitement that's underneath it all. Oh, definitely. hundred percent. All right, Ken, thank you. I'm going to have you back on because you have a lot to say about a lot of the pages you've worked on. <laughs> um, you already gave us the tease about what people should look for. Any final thoughts? What do you want to toss out there? Uh, not much. Just be safe. This is a tough time for everyone right now. That's right. So. We're doing what we can. I don't know if this podcast helps. And people are like, oh, my God, when's a new show coming out? You know, if if this is a little thing that I can do to help, that's great. And it also keeps me connected to all you guys at the same time. So awesome. Totally agree. And I want to promise to everyone we are working as hard as we can to get some of these pages complete so that <laughs> you all can see them. That's right. All right, man. Thank you much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Heath, Therese, Ken, for joining me, talking about everything that everyone has been working on. That brings it to me. So what the hell do I do all day? <laughs> well, uh, I guess I think we mentioned it here, but uh, I do want to remind people that Consensu is not anyone's actual job. This is all stuff we do in the free time. So for all of us, what do we do all day? We go, actually go to work. So that's what we do all day. Uh, so in the in our free time, this is what we've been doing. So, Mike, in your free time, what have you been doing? Well, in terms of the wiki, let me give you a rundown on some of the stuff that uh, I have been working on and continue to work on. It's all stuff that I find very interesting. I don't know how many other people do, but, uh, you know, we all have our pet projects and, and things that uh, that we're excited about are the end products that are uh, the best. <laughs> I don't know any other way to put it. Uh, my number one priority for the wiki is actually Galactic Patrol stuff. Uh, I absolutely adore everything about the Galactic Patrol. And of course, that's uh, uh, timely nature right now with the Galactic Patrol prisoner arc in the Dragon Ball Super manga. Uh, but with Jocko specifically, and, and then going back to Sachie-chan and Gia, uh, that really set the stage for it. And uh, I kind of hate phrasing it this way, but I also kind of love phrasing it this way. Uh, there's a lot of really, really, really bad information out there about the Galactic Patrol, uh, even just the, the most basic Wikipedia articles about them. Uh, it's like the wrong magazines that they were in. So it's stuff like that. that oh, God, like we can fix this. We can do this because uh, we actually own them all and have people that can read them and have read them and can really give you the solid analysis on them. So uh 
It's been one of my priorities to do everything that I can for the Galactic Patrol uh, in the wiki. And maybe that tells you a little bit about how we're expanding a little bit beyond necessarily just Dragon Ball. We may be going outside of that. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a second, too. Uh, so that includes for me doing the pages for Sachi Chan Good, Gia, and Jocko the Galactic Patrolman. Now, of course, uh, Jocko, we kept up with and have uh, in our manga guide on Kanzenshu proper, complete, full documentation, everything you need to know about Jocko. And I had been wanting to break out uh, more information on the larger Galactic Patrol series there. So we have just entries for Sachi-chan and Gia, and this is where that ultimately will take you. And one of the pages that I'll, I'll tease uh, briefly for you to go check out right now is Sachi-chan. It is live right now. Uh, so what does that mean for the rest of the Galactic Patrol? Well, that's uh, those series themselves, but also the characters and the organization as a whole. Uh, the, the main Galactic Patrol page is one of my largest <laughs> babies there, and that just keeps growing. It, it turned into something I, I never could have imagined or envisioned for that page, but I'm really excited about how it's turning out. Uh, and I mentioned characters there. Yeah, I am doing some characters here and there. A lot of obscure characters with, again, historically poor documentation. So uh, even some video game characters like Kurelian from The Mystery of Shenlong, uh, Soba from Dragon Ball Z Sagas. I'm also keeping up with a lot of current ones, mostly related to the Galactic Patrol. Uh, I'm doing a lot of just my favorite characters. There's still no Apul yet, but there is some by King, uh, which uh, I think I'm pretty done with, and some others like that. And there's other ones where I just end up working on something and then fall down a rabbit hole related to it. So, for example, uh, there's a planet that was mentioned in the Dragon Ball Super Monk, and I'm trying to keep up on some planets and especially anything that's Galactic Patrol re related, but this was actually prior to that in the, uh, the Tournament of Power arc. In Viz's uh, English translation of the manga, it was translated as Planet Toale. Now, if you've played Dragon Ball Fusions, you know that there's a fusion of two characters, Toa and Arale, called Toale. So, obviously, if we're working on planets, we're going to go back to the original source material. Not Enviz is not the underlying source material. The original Japanese version is. So, we went there and we're like, huh, actually, with all the surrounding context, there's the, uh, the Universe 11 Pride Troopers do battle on the planet that is Basu in Japanese. Uh, Viz did it as Planet Bas, but we actually think that's Bath. There's the Oshiretto race of aliens. Well, that seems to be a play on Washlet. Then there's this planet that Jiren is stated to be on called Toare. You can totally see where they looked at that and said Toare, Toale. Yeah, yeah, totally. Let's go with that. Uh, but Again, if you if, if you place it alongside bath and washlet, that's probably a play on toilet. So I got thinking, all right, well, I, I need to do some disambiguations or at least get the, the you know, skeleton of articles going. And I'm like, well, I really love Dragon Ball Fusion, so why don't I just do the article for Toale? So I ended up doing the articles for Toale and Toane as well. Uh, Toa plus Arale and then Toa plus Gine. And I really had a lot of fun doing that. I, incidentally, I was doing a complete replay of Dragon Ball Fusions in Japanese and taking millions of screenshots along the way for a variety of projects. So I just had a, a grand old time doing that. And that, that was the kind of thing where it's like, well, I'm doing this. Well, I, hmm, all right. So I'm doing a character page. What does uh, the, the section for a character's attacks look like, especially for a character from Dragon Ball Fusions where they can learn a variety of moves? You know, how would I want to lay that out on the page? I just thought it was a great 
example to, to do. So I, I spent a lot of time working on that. Uh, supplemental booklets. You can probably tell this is something I love. Every time there's a new Jump Victory Carnival, I'm showing off the booklets there. So I'm doing all of those. Uh, obviously, important ones like Volume F, uh, all of the uh, Toei Anime Fair pamphlets, the booklets that premiered during the original serialization, doing all of those things. Uh, then the manga itself, so uh, not the, the main manga, that's effectively done, but um, porting things from the main website like Episode of Bardock, then fleshing out additional things like Fusions and Victory Mission uh, with folks like Cypher really helped me out there. Uh, I have a lot of larger projects as well that aren't just like, here's a character, here's a story. Uh, things like the Shonen Jump print magazine, which uh, I was with since it's preview issue zero. So it's not just the history of that and how it came to be, but a, a complete list of anything that not just Dragon Ball but Toriyama anytime anything from Toriyama be a series of his an interview with him an article about him anytime anything like that appeared in there got full table uh, documenting that and we're appropriate linking over to the press archive there on Konsenshu proper as well. Uh, a lot of TV stuff, things like Nippon Golden Network and International Channel. Again, stuff that I live through uh, and I go looking for and I just don't find the information. Or when I go looking for information, I end up finding Usenet posts from myself from 20 years ago. And it's just a circular pattern of frustration. In many of these cases, I do ultimately find real resources other than myself, which is fun. Uh, home video stuff, similar to games where I'm making this like... Uh, Oh, did I mention video games? Doing some game stuff. Uh, we'll all make an ideal page. Uh, I think you heard me mention Super Butoden 2 in an earlier segment here. Things like uh, what I chose was Funimation's release of Dragon Ball Z Movie 8 on DVD. I chose that because it had the Legacy of Goku 2 bonus feature. So it seemed like a good example of not just a bare bones release, but something that had actual bonus material to it. So documenting that, the pamphlets that came with the DVD, uh, then things like another one I wanted to choose was were the uh, Trunks Prelude to Terror and Mysterious Youth DVDs, and also the, the VHS release were appropriate because uh, that had the World of Dragon Ball Z bonus feature on it. I'm like, well, why don't I do the World of Dragon Ball Z bonus feature page? So uh, yeah, obviously our, our mission remains the original Japanese incarnation of everything for the Dragon Ball franchise, but uh, we're appropriate and, and fun and worthwhile. We're, yeah, we're totally going to uh, branch out and to avoid going crazy, work on a couple little things elsewhere. I, I love history. I love the history of this franchise, but I also love the history of our own fandom. So community pages, uh, tracking the history of this fandom. I'm starting with the most influential fan sites, uh, the ones before me. Things like Susenshu and Toriyama.org, um, SRETBZ's page, uh, the stuff that was really uh, important and influential to me and to Phantom as a whole back then. I think that's really important. And then, like Keith, uh, a lot of template work, uh, creating new templates, making ones for myself, editing what other people need. Uh, I think it's important to do that from a managerial perspective. Just make sure that everyone has everything they need in order to accomplish what they want to do. So, whether that's working on the templates, like I said, uh, if I have to scan something, if I have to go pull out a magazine, pull out a book, um, find page numbers for people, transcribe things. Uh, I'm always more than happy to do that for uh, our wiki editors. I love doing that. Uh, the collaboration process is just absolutely amazing. So uh, I hope that gives you a little bit of an overview of what I've been doing <laughs> there on the wiki. It doesn't sound like a lot. And then I, I keep a, a full log of everything that I am working on or, or have worked on. I scroll through it. I'm like, oh, it's not as much as I hoped it would be. But then I look at some of the pages and go, oh, yeah, 
yeah, I spent a couple months on just that one page. So <laughs> I don't know. It's oh, I love everything that we do here. I truly, truly do. I, I hope you heard that enthusiasm. So uh, two more things that I want to leave you with before I leave you. Uh, one is, so I mentioned Sachi-chan. That's not quite Dragon Ball, but we have full documentation for it here. Yeah, um, we are, I don't know if we've admitted this to ourselves yet. Uh, you heard Ken go like, oh, I need Dr. Slump templates and reference templates so I can do this. Yeah, we're we're going full on Toriyama here uh, beyond Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball is going to be the priority, uh, the main project, the main point of what we're doing. But as we got going with a lot of stuff, it was like we really need to have everything else here. Uh, Dragon Ball is not the full story of Dragon Ball, and it doesn't. It's not just Doctor Slump either. It's uh, so I was working, for example, on Jocko the Galactic Patrolman. I always love pointing out that on the uh, title page for Chapter Five, Merluza from uh, Toriyama's One Shot Kintoki has a cameo appearance there. And like I talk about that a lot, and people are probably like, "Yeah, Mike, we've heard you mention that, you know, eighty times <laughs> since it came out." But I love it. And then I was like, "Well, why don't I do the page for Kintoki?" And then I was like, "Yeah, I should do that." Also, I own the actual jump issue from Kintoki, so I can truly, truly, truly give the perfect documentation for that. We can do Toriyama's comment from that issue. We can talk about what was the the colored tint of the page that it was printed on in that issue. What was important about its serialization? How did it tie into some other projects that were going on at Jump at the time? Uh, And then we just kept going from there. It's like, yeah, we're, you know what, guys? I think we are. We're doing full on Toriyama. So for us, it hasn't been just doing those pages, but it's been important to us to own and have and be able to fact check and independently confirm everything that we're saying here. So we already were going back and getting so many weekly jump issues from with Dragon Ball's original serialization. Uh, Massive, massive credit to Julian who keeps a watchful eye out as he's over there in Japan. We are amassing Toriyama's full collection. Uh, you know, we're, we're very slow right now and it's not a lot, but there's a lot of stuff that's important to us that we've been collecting and that we've been working on here. So let me share just a, a few of the really amazing acquisitions we've made recently. And by recently, I mean like uh, the last half year. Let's see if I can roughly go chronologically in order here. So we have pink that was printed in Fresh Jump in the December 1982 issue. Uh, we have Chobit, not to be confused with Chobits, uh, a very, very different series, uh, Toriyama's Chobit from Weekly Shonen Jump 1983, issue number 10. And that's actually a three-chapter one-shot. It was Toriyama's entry in the 11th and the final Jump Readers Award competition. He got third place at the time for that. Uh, it's three chapters, and he also did a regular Dr. Slump chapter that issue. So he called it a quadruple header for himself. It's pretty amazing. Speaking of amazing, uh, very much related to Dragon Ball, uh, some podcast episodes we did a while back were uh, the prototypes and the rough drafts that led to Dragon Ball, and we have that full, complete section there in the manga guide. Well, we have Fresh Jump August 1983 issue and a Fresh Jump October 1983 issue with Dragon Boy Parts 1 and 2, uh, the original printings of that. And then on from there, we have uh, Weekly Shonen Jump 1983 number 52, 
The Adventure of Tong Pu, uh, the the two real prototypes for Dragon Ball. Uh, it's amazing to have those. Uh, there's a lot more we want to share about those issues, what's in them, what's different about what's printed in them. I know we we covered the series themselves. That was based on their reprints, uh, but there's some pretty unique, fun stuff about the original printings that we'll talk about and will be documented on the wiki pages and the, the main website as well. Just scrolling through the list here, I'm probably skipping over some, but uh, this is post-Dragon Ball here, Weekly Shonen Jump 1997, uh, double issue 2223, Bubul of Demon Village. We got that issue in, uh, and then we get into a lot of contemporary stuff that we have. Uh, Sachi Chan, that's a May 2008 issue of Jump Square, G uh, weekly Young Jump 2010, double issue 23, double issue 45, and 6. Uh, Kintoki, weekly Shonen Jump 2010, number 50. And then um, we got a contemporary at the time, but the entire run of Jocko and weekly Shonen Jump in 2013 when that came out. Uh, I, I know I skipped over one or two in, uh, in the middle in there as well, but that just gives you an idea of this is the stuff that we can truly say like this is the magazine it was printed in <laughs> this is what the cover was this is what it was printed alongside this is how it fits into uh dragon ball's production dragon ball's history toriyama's career uh that's really important to us and i'm really excited about what we have coming in uh and so people often ask and i tweeted this so forgive me if you're rehearing something that you reread people are like all right you're getting all this stuff but how does that help us what does that do for us all right so Right now, as I'm talking and recording this, we have five pages from the wiki that are actually public and live and a little bit of teases for what we've been doing. To be fair, three of them are ones I wrote, but <laughs> I'm trying to share some other stuff along the way that other people are doing. And we have many more of these coming down the road. So one I put together, and this is almost like a non-starter, but Yamoshi, uh, the stuff I read out there for <laughs> You hear me doing it again. I'm like, everything else out there was so bad. I can do better. Everything else is so speculative out there. It's like, no, this is actually all that's said. <laughs> Here's what it's from. Here's a picture of the thing it's from. So I did the Yamoshi page. Uh, Hoi Poi Capsule, something Joe, JRP, did. Uh, and I'm hoping he can join us back on the podcast again soon. Uh, the Capsule page is so good. Uh, and it's still a little bit in the works as well as he continues to document and put in uh, photos or pics for, for more of the examples there. But it's just so exhaustive, so wonderful. Another page that Ken did here. Uh, so you heard Ken talk about the timeline guide we put up public age 757 and this is a shorter page this is where videl and song gohan the child not the grandpa uh is when they are born but the reason we chose it is because it's short but also the notes and the uh citations on this page i, I think give you a really great idea a glimpse at what ken is doing and how he's doing it and then two more that i did and these are Toriyama manga. Well, one is Toriyama Katsura. Uh, so Kintoki, Toki of the Golden Eyed Tribe. Toriyama One Shot, we did a bonus podcast many, many years ago after it came out. More on that soon. I just absolutely adored this one shot and we got the issue so I could do the page and I did. <laughs> so I really, really love it. One of the neat things to take away from this page is it's not just that Toriyama did a one shot, but it's actually part of this series of six one shots produced. It was actually the, the words are in English. It was this top of the super legend series in uh, 2010 there that different artists contributed to uh, Kishimoto. Osamu Akimoto had something in there. Uh, it's this great little series of one shots. That's what that came from. And I didn't see any mention of that anywhere in English. So I did it. And that made me really happy. 
<laughs> and then something I keep talking about, Sachi Chang Good, the first entry in the Galactic Patrol series. Uh, as we're talking about this, I actually just made it live a day or two ago. Uh, I think that is another great example of, all right, here is what we truly envision this kind of page to be. So I will provide links to those in the, the show notes for this episode. Uh, go check them out. Give us your feedback on them. We, we want you to see what, what, we're, what we're doing, what we have in mind, uh, why it's taking us forever <laughs> to pull some of this stuff together. But we're just so excited and we're having so much fun and we do want you to see some of this work. So I, I'm going to leave you now. I left you with a lot to think about, a lot to look at, a lot to uh, continue to be silently angry about that you can check out more in full that's fine that's fine uh i I think you hear the dedication and the commitment we've very i've said this before a few places we very transparently have spread ourselves too thin over these last few months uh and different aspects of the site take hits actually reminds me a lot of uh many years back when i was uh still doing amvs uh where i feel like daizenshu ex would just fall by the wayside for a while as i was working on amvs for the convention season and then i would drop those like a bad habit and get right back into the site again i feel like that's going on right now with the wiki and the website proper uh for all of us but there's just so much to do and we're sorry but we love it so we don't really apologize that being said www.kanzenshuu.com this is kanzenshu.com you're listening to the podcast from that website uh it's a website go there click things uh view things read things listen to things it's great and one other thing i would point you to is actually not on the main website it probably should have been in retrospect and that's uh right before she hit the fan uh toy fair up in new york took place in uh late february and on the 22nd there uh i went up toward the show floor uh got photos and video of a whole bunch of stuff and it seems a lot of the feedback that day was we've already seen this stuff they've already announced all this well, that's what was there. So that's all I can show you is what was actually there. Uh, but I put up a ton of photos on Twitter. So I will link that uh, that tweet thread here with the show notes as well. I will be back at you, I promise, real soon. So uh, again, as I'm recording this right now, uh, you know, one hour from now, uh, most of New Jersey is locking down. So I'm going to be home for Quite some time, I think. Uh, And the rest of the Consensu folks will be as well in their various bunkers. I'm not going to say I'll have more time because I'm still working, uh, but I'll be around (laughs) a little more often. So I think there's going to be maybe not more, but different things to share. We have a lot of things we want to get in front of you in 2020. We're excited about it. So that's the site. That's everything. That's the plan. That's the deal. Uh, visit the site. Kick us a line on social media. Um, love to hear from you. Twitter is usually the best place to hit us up. You can also send us an email if you visit the website there. Click the contact tab. Uh, love to hear from you. I love to hear what you're looking forward to. Um, what you don't want us to work on. I don't know. Maybe we're still going to do it anyway. I'm blabbing at this point. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let myself go. Uh, I've been Mike. Uh, Thank you so much. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for being there. We're going to continue to be there too. Uh, We're kind of all in this shit together right now. So uh, I'll check you soon. All right, everyone. Be good out there. See ya.